This is the Elite Development Podcast, a show with the aim of helping athletes evolve in every element of their careers through real-world advice and experience. I'm your host, Kenny Dussault. I'm a strength and conditioning coach in Calgary, Alberta, with a singular focus on building better athletes. And now, let's get to the episode. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Elite Development Podcast, the number one show for athletes looking to gain an edge on their opponents and build their dream careers in sport. I'm your host, Kenny Dussault, and today we're going to talk about why I do what I do. Now, the number one thing, and this is the title, right in the title of the episode, I do what I do because I'm a failure. And this is a weird thing to talk about for me because, you know, when I look at my life, everything is good. There's nothing that I look at negatively, really. So, you know, I started to think more and more and more about why I do what I do. And I've come to the conclusion. And so today we're going to talk about why I'm a failure. Uh, and then also why that was that ended up being the best thing that ever happened to me. And then why that led into why I do what I do now. So like I said, by all means, I live a pretty successful life. I am running a business that I am truly passionate about. I'm extremely happy in my relationship. Overall, things are good. Everything in life is going super, super well. So this is in no means, you know, some sort of sob story of, oh, poor me, I failed at some. No, no way, shape or form is that what's happening here. However, why do I do what I do now? Because when I was young, Yes, I've always wanted to own a gym, but one thing that I've always, always, always wanted to do when I was young that I've blocked out over recent years that I realized, you know, is a huge part of why I do what I do, why I am who I am, is I always wanted to be a professional athlete. Always. Right from when I was like four or five years old, I wanted to be a professional athlete. I wanted to get paid money to compete in the sport and wanted that to be my living or you know, a large chunk of my living. And when I was young, that was hockey. Um, I wanted to be a professional hockey player. And it's funny looking back and saying that now because I absolutely did not act like a kid that wanted to be a professional hockey player. But I always believed, I always wanted to. That was always something I wanted in my life. And the reason that I didn't act like a kid that wanted to be a professional hockey player is because right from day one, it just was never realistic for me. Like I just, you know, not that it, I couldn't have done it, but it was just always painted as like this illusion that, you know, professional sports, yeah, there was a real thing, but it was almost like they were superhuman. Like that wasn't for normal people like me. And so right from that young age, I just never viewed it as something that would have been possible. So obviously I didn't pursue it to the best of my abilities and in turn failed at that dream that I had for myself. And don't get me wrong, life was still good. I still, um, I still, you know, did a lot of things I really enjoyed as a kid. I still live a very good life now. Like I said, this is not any kind of sob story, but yeah, because I didn't act that way, I didn't, you know, pursue it at that way then that led to me obviously failing at that dream, which in turn led to being the best thing that ever happened to me. But the reason that I never acted that way, like I said, is I never believed it was possible. It was always sort of this illusion that, you know, like being a professional athlete wasn't a real thing, even though, you know, they're real people and they're out there. It wasn't a realistic possibility for me. I was always, you know, told and taught that 
you find your career, you find your path, you get your safe salary, you find, you know, the girl, you get married, you buy the house, all that kind of stuff. And so that was the path that I started on. You know, I gave up on that idea of being a professional athlete, even though that was what I always wanted. And I started on that path of, you know, finding the house, finding the girl, finding all of that. And even though that was, you know, the path, quote unquote, it just wasn't what I wanted. And don't get me wrong. If that's you, that's awesome. That's good for you. I know plenty of people that live that way and they're super, super happy. Um, and just as much as that's a perfectly fine way to live, if that's what you want, it just wasn't for me. And so it took me a very, very long time to realize that. And even now it's a lot of self-reflection and a lot of looking back on my life to realize that, you know, how going pursuing that path that I truly didn't want was actually affecting me. But it started to affect me in a lot of different ways. You know, being taught basically from day one that I couldn't have the thing that I wanted. I couldn't be a professional athlete because that wasn't realistic. That wasn't, you know, a real way that people make a living. Started shifting my perspective on myself a lot. You know, I felt like a giant loser for so much of my life and not, again, because anything was wrong with my life, but because subconsciously this thing that I wanted more than anything, I was basically, I was being told right from day one, that's not a thing for you. That's not going to happen for you. And so I just felt like a huge loser. This led to me not trying through most of high school because, you know, if I didn't want, if I couldn't get this one thing that I wanted, what made me think that I could try hard and get something else. And so I just stopped trying really hard at anything. And in turn, obviously that led nowhere good. So the more I stopped trying, the worse my grades got, the worse my grades got, the more I reinforced with myself that I was a fucking loser. And so I basically started taking pride in high school on, I basically started taking pride in being bad at things. I started taking pride in, you know, not getting good grades. I started taking pride in, you know, not succeeding at anything that I did. And when I found the sport of powerlifting, this re-sparked that competitive side in me. You know, I wanted to compete. I wanted to get better at something. I wanted to really succeed. But again, there was just a huge lack of blueprint. You know, in my eyes, all I had to do was work really hard at the gym. And then eventually I was going to be this super successful strongman or powerlifter. I was going to be, you know, touring the world, lifting heavy shit for people's enjoyment and getting paid lots of money to do it. And yes, I still wanted to run a gym, but I shifted that focus to wanting to become a professional or, you know, highly, highly successful competitive powerlifter. And that feeling of being a loser and that feeling of, you know, not being worthy of succeeding at something never really went away because again, as much as I wanted to compete again, I didn't have any kind of blueprint or any kind of path or any kind of thought of, you know, how do I make something of this? All I really knew was go train hard. And if I train hard, hopefully good things will happen. And this led to me obviously training very, very hard, as I mentioned, and this is something I see with a lot of athletes now. This led to me training extremely hard. This led to me training harder than any human really should, if I'm honest. Um, but then in turn, what this led to was this led to me overtraining. And as I overtrained, as I worked harder and harder and harder and harder, I started to succumb to injury. 
I had, you know, two shoulder injuries, one that still affects me a little bit to this day, uh, hip injury, multiple pulled muscles. Both my knees felt like they were on fire all the time. Like just problem after problem after problem until it all came to fruition with a back injury. I tore a muscle in my back, uh, was out for months, could barely walk for like two or three months and then got back into lifting started building myself back up just to tear that same muscle again and have to start fresh from square one again. And this was when I lost the passion for competing. This was when I lost the passion for, you know, actually trying to make something out of this crazy sport and live this crazy life that I wanted. Um, and because again, I didn't know any better in my mind, all you had to do was work super hard and be super sore all the time. And eventually good things were going to happen for you because if you put in the work, you get the result, right? So this is what led me to losing the spark of competing. And through all of this time, I did find coaching and I really started to love coaching. So I always knew coaching was going to be a part of my future, but I had that drive to be an athlete as well. And however, when I had that second back injury and kind of internally decided competition's not really a thing for me, you know, this being a professional athlete thing, you know, maybe this is finally the time where I have to say goodbye to this and just turn to coaching. This led to a lot of really dark times for me and, you know, not times that I really, you know, talked much about, not times that I really wanted to share any time before this, but this led to a lot of really dark times for me. This really started reinforcing the loser mentality again that I had before of, you know, not being good at anything, not being worth anything. So I loved spending the time in the gym, but even that time in the gym, you know, it didn't feel like I was doing anything worthy for myself. So I really just started to pour into everyone else and focus on them. And outside of the gym, same idea. When I was in school, I didn't like trying when I was in university. I didn't like trying in my classes because I had reinforced this mentality in my head that working hard led to pain and, you know, regret, pain and suffering, essentially, when it didn't lead to any good result. And so this led to a lot of really difficult times for me, like I said, doing a lot of drinking, which I know is normal for university, but in turn, for me, it didn't feel normal. It didn't feel like, you know, I was doing it because I wanted to have fun. It felt like I was doing it because I wanted to escape. It felt like I was doing it because, well, at least when I had some drinks in me that, you know, I felt good about myself. I felt better about myself. I felt more worthy. All of these feelings that I chased so much. <clears throat> and so coming out of university, even this led to, you know, a lot of just feeling lost and a lot of not understanding who I was, not understanding what I truly wanted, because even as I got out of competing and started focusing more on coaching, it was reinforced with me those same feelings, uh, those same thoughts of coaching athletes isn't a real career. You're not really going to make money at that. You're not going to succeed at that. If you pursue this, it's not going to lead anywhere. And there wasn't really that blueprint. You know, there wasn't really a blueprint. I didn't see people around me succeeding as strength and conditioning coaches. I didn't see people around me succeeding, opening gyms and running gyms and training professional athletes and, you know, living that life that I wanted. So in my head, I was chasing this thing, like, you know, the hamster on the wheel again, that I didn't really have any idea of how it could lead anywhere. But this is what led me to 
the career I have now. These problems with competing, this lack of a blueprint, this lack of knowledge and understanding, and just grinding it myself into the ground all the time was what led me to the career I have now. Because the mistakes I made as an athlete were the mistakes that I see so many other athletes make. The mistakes I made as an athlete were the mistakes of spending all my time just focused on doing the most I possibly can to get the best result, which ended up leading nowhere. So the mistakes I made as an athlete, the mistakes I made in pursuit of this career that I had no blueprint on how to achieve are the mistakes that I try to prevent other athletes from making in my coaching business now. The things that I'm passionate about as a coach, I've realized are not what so many other strength coaches are passionate about. Don't get me wrong. I love understanding training. I love understanding exercise selection and programming and all of those things that coaches in my position need to understand. But my passion when it comes to this industry, my passion when it comes to the work I do with the athletes that I have now doesn't come down to how do I get them have, you know, how do I make their squat look the best that it can look? It doesn't come down to, you know, how do I build the perfect strength program to get them the heaviest lifts in the shortest amount? Like that kind of stuff isn't where the passion lies. Where the passion lies for me is to help athletes understand what their goals in the future are actually going to take. What, where the passion lies for me is helping athletes understand the difference between I'm tired today, but I could, but I should push through it and continue to train anyway. And, oh my God, my whole body is dying and I actually need a day off. And taking that day off, despite what someone else might say, isn't me being soft. Taking that day off is improving the longevity of my career. My passion lies in helping athletes actually reach their true potential like I was unable to do. And so that was a really interesting realization for me because I realized that I've loved coaching for 15 years, but I never truly realized before the last couple of months why I love it to the degree I do. If you know me personally, you know that I can't shut up about this stuff. I have lost friends and I've lost a past relationship because I was so fucking obsessed with the work I do for a living. And as much as people say, oh, it's so great that you can do something you're passionate about, it still always felt weird to me. You know, it still always felt weird to me that I was so passionate about it and I loved it so much that I would literally lose people around me to focus more on it. And I realized that is why. That is why I'm so passionate about this stuff. That is why I love this stuff as much as I do is because what I'm doing is I am helping athletes reach their true potential in a way that I was not able to do myself. And what not being able to reach my own true potential as an athlete caused for me was a lot of dark times in my life. Don't get me wrong. Like I said a couple times in this episode, my life has been very good overall and continues to be absolutely incredible. But the darkest and worst times that I went through were surrounded by me not having the path to achieving the goals I wanted in athletics. And in turn, me feeling like a fucking loser, me sabotaging myself in other areas of my life and me pushing myself further and further away from the life I have now because I didn't feel like I deserved it because I didn't know how to actually reach my true potential. 
So my passion and the thing that I love the most about what I do is helping athletes break limiting beliefs that they have on themselves, helping athletes understand the difference between being the hardest worker in the room and being the guy who actually wins on competition day when it matters, helping athletes understand how to put their ego aside and focus on what's best for them instead of what other people are going to think of them. These are the things I'm passionate about because these are the things that make the fucking difference. These are the things that I didn't have when I was pursuing a career, when I was pursuing my sport. These are the things that I didn't have when I was growing up and wanting to be a professional athlete, but not understanding that in order to do that, I needed to put the time and work and effort in. And I want to be that voice for the next generation of athletes coming up. I want to be that voice for you if you're sitting here right now saying more than anything in the world, I want to be an athlete, but you know, my mom, my dad, my brother, my sister, my best friend, my whoever is telling me that that's not a realistic thing for me and I should pursue something else. I want to be the voice that tells you to tell them to fuck off because every professional athlete out there started where you're starting now or worse. Every professional athlete out there started at the bottom. They weren't born this sensational athlete. They were born and they put the time and the work and the effort into becoming the person they are today. And you can too. If you're willing to do the work, if you're willing to make the sacrifices, if you're willing to put in the money, the time, anything, this career is possible for you. You just have to show how badly you want it. And that is the voice that I want to bring to the athletes I work with. That is the voice that I want to bring to the world of elite performance sport. And so that is why I do what I do. And that is why the failure in my own career as an athlete was the best thing that could have ever happened to me because by failing myself, by, you know, not being able to achieve things as an athlete myself, this led to me understanding the pain and the, you know, regret and all of that, that I was feeling. And this led me to understanding that my purpose as a coach is to stop other athletes from having to go through those same things that I went through, to stop other athletes from making those same mistakes and putting their bodies through hell just to have it not lead anywhere. My purpose as a coach is to help you truly reach your full potential, regardless of what others around you might think about it. So I hope this was valuable. I hope you learned a little something about me if you've been following me for a while. If you enjoyed this podcast, my one ask of you is share it around with a friend, share it around with a teammate, share it with somebody who is going to need to hear this message. As always, I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day. I appreciate you all for tuning in, whether you are here live or on the replay. And I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day, and we'll talk again very soon. Thank you again for tuning in to another episode of the Elite Development Podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, I would greatly appreciate if you subscribed and left a review for the show. As well, I would love to hear what your biggest takeaways were from the episode. My contact info is linked below. Send me a message and let me know what you thought. As always, I'm your host, Kenny Dusso. Thank you again and see you next time.